Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout, hosted by me, Ellen Carr, and me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches, and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to another episode of Create Shift and today we are diving into part two of my interview with naturopathic health coach Emma Newlin. So if you haven't listened to part one, that is available now. It was the last episode that went out. So I would recommend pausing this and going over to listen to part one first, just so that you get the full goodness of everything that Emma is sharing. So in the previous episode, we discussed more generally a lot of different things related to nutrition and stress and burnout. And in this episode, Emma is going into more specifics around different vitamins and supplements and things that we can use to support us to better deal with stress, feel less stressed or to uh, not get burnt out or even to heal from burnout. And as Emma says at the very start of this, and I'll reiterate again here, this is just a tiny part of the picture of supporting ourselves with this stuff. Um, We can't ever think that one thing that we do is going to provide the whole solution. It does need to be a whole holistic approach. So do bear that in mind when you're listening. You can't just go for the supplements and think that everything's going to be fine. So that being said, I do hope you find this episode supportive, encouraging and inspiring. Please feel free to let us know how you find it and we'll be back again soon. Welcome back again, Emma. Um, so we're going to do part two. So we thought after your uh, previous episode that we did about nutrition and burnout, there was just so much more to cover. So we're doing part two now. So any listeners who haven't heard part one yet, pause this and go over to part one and listen to that and then come back and listen to this one. Then we're just going to dive right in. So I think you've prepared uh, a few different things to talk about around more specific vitamins that people can can get more of to help them deal with stress and burnout. So I'm just going to let you start off however you want to start off and then I'll just ask questions as we go. All right. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, yeah. So the the whole thing about uh, nutrition for, for stress and for burnout, like we talked about last time, it's it's much like you said last time, it's much more than just what the foods you eat. I think turning to foods and especially supplements is such a, a like a quick fix mindset. Mm. So just to remind everyone before we go into this, like it's really important that if you take a supplement or eat a certain food, it's not going to do anything unless you're also doing other stuff in your life. It will have some effects. I mean, mm-hmm. food can be incredibly powerful, but you have to be doing like there's no point stressing yourself out with too much work or too much exercise or being stressed and thinking that taking a supplement is going to help because everything yeah. works together. And um, but this is really really powerful. Um, and the thing is, when if so, the the there's the stress and burnout thing is like on a, a really quite a big spectrum. So I think a lot of us feel stressed. Um, and maybe a lot of us say that we feel burnt out when we're not actually burnt out. So mm-hmm. burnout is really like when your adrenals are are quite depleted because they've had to secrete loads and loads of cortisol and you just kind of warn yourself out, basically. Mm-hmm. So as you go through, I'll explain some different foods and supplements, but it's always good to work with the practitioner if you can, because if you're in a state of burnout, um, that's actually quite different from being in a state of stress. So you don't want to mm-hmm. make worse so we can we can go mm. into that but the thing that interests me about a lot of this sort of stuff is that it's all nuanced so there's not just a a 
blunt answer for everyone. Everyone's completely different. And there's even the way that we absorb things like vitamin D, everyone's everyone's quite different in how they get vitamin D. Some people get it better from supplements. Other people absorb it better from sunlight. So even something as simple as that has a lot of nuance to it. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's all very individual. Um, so something, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so just to kind of start off with, I guess if anyone's feeling burn out or stressed or fatigued you know when you've been stressed for a very long time this is basically a state of depletion so what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about how you can help yourself with foods and then um and then the supplements as well so one of the most important and it seems very simple one of the most important vitamins to have a look at if you're feeling very burnt out and fatigued um is is vitamin c so a lot of the minerals and vitamins in our body actually get used up a lot when we're really stressed. So just the act of being stressed and secreting a lot of cortisol and having a lot of inflammation in your body um, and being very on edge, that uses up loads and loads of vitamins, which is how we can actually become depleted in, in minerals and vitamins. Mm -hmm. So vitamin C um, is really important, obviously, for our immune health, which can get damaged by too much stress. But it's also what our adrenals need in order to work properly. So there's um, I don't know if, if you've heard of it or if your listeners have. So there's a guy called Weston Price who years and years ago, he went around the world and studied lots of traditional communities hmm. and people who were still living like either primitively or in their traditional cultures. Um, and what he found was that the Inuit community, so in the winter, they don't have any fresh fruits or vegetables because it's all completely snow. There's nothing yeah. growing. And, but they still got vitamin C because the animals they hunted, they would actually eat their adrenal glands. Um, and the adrenal glands oh. have a lot of vitamin C in them. So it's that quite, it's that weird thing of like, like, um, like and like. So eating to so your adrenal glands need vitamin C to work properly. And when you eat adrenal glands of an animal, not that I'm I'm sure a lot of people are not gonna do that, but just yeah. interesting, <laughs> interesting to know that like traditional communities intuitively know this. Mm. So uh, so that's really important. So again, a vitamin C is a really simple one to get started off with. So you can get it from lots of foods like berries and lemons, like citrus fruits, mm -hmm. um, peppers, things like tomatoes, broccoli. So lots and lots of summer fruits, really. Yeah. But also in the, so we're recording this right now in autumn going into winter. So things like cauliflower and potato as well. So potatoes kind of get a bad rap sometimes. But yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. So they're actually really high in vitamin C, um, which yeah. is important for the immune system. Mm. And then, yeah, so that's a good thing to get started off with. I have a question about vitamin C because I have, I have read somewhere before that so a lot of people obviously supplement with vitamin C like that's the thing they go to when they start feeling a little bit run down or like they just take it in the winter or whatever to try and like fend off colds and I I read somewhere that actually there's way too much vitamin C in those things like people are actually getting more than they need so would you say that's not that's probably not true what too much in the supplements yeah like they're taking these supplements but it's actually more vitamin C than you need so actually people are overloading themselves with vitamin C uh, okay yes so vitamin c is water soluble so it means that it doesn't stay in your body for ages you want like mm. you don't uh you pee it out basically or you just use yeah. it up. um you can i would say it's I mean, obviously everyone look after themselves um but with, with vitamin c it's 
it's hard to have too much because it's water soluble. Um, yeah. So it's again, like we said, it's very nuanced. If you're really stressed, you're probably quite depleted in it. Yeah. Um, but especially for for pregnant women, um, just to say it's like if they're not already taking vitamin C, I would say not to start taking it because um, right. it can have it's really good for you if you're already taking it. If you have it too much, it can cause issues of pregnancy. So don't start it. But yeah, so things with supplements, I'd say if you're really stressed, you're probably not getting too much because your body's using it up really mm. quick. Um, mm. yeah. okay. so, but with a supplement, it's if you're taking a supplement, again, it's all about timing as well. So mm. taking vitamin C works best when you have it on an empty stomach just with some water before a meal because, again, it's water-soluble. It's, it's, mm. it's going to go into your system quicker um, like that. Mm, okay yeah there's vitamin c so the Mm. next one um vitamin d so this especially with all the covid stuff over the last few years has been quite like a big topic Mm. so we know vitamin d is really important for the immune system um a lot of us don't get enough just simply because we don't get as much sunlight as we would if we were still living kind of naturally so Mm -hmm. the best form of vitamin d to get in your body is from sunlight um so simple ways to do that is is when so we're naturally if we're living more naturally we should be building up our stores of vitamin c throughout the summer just by spending loads of time outside in the summer and then having enough vitamin d in our bodies will kind of keep us going throughout the winter so that's how it should work like a battery Mm -hmm. charging up Mm -hmm. um so yeah so vitamin d is important for for burnout and stress because it helps regulate blood sugar. So we spoke last time about how important mm-hmm. it is to have balanced blood sugar. Um, so that's one of the most important things. Again, it helps the immune system. Um, so the best um, form of vitamin D is vitamin D3. So that's the one we absorb better in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Get that from things like fish um, and fish oil. So in terms of supplements, like krill oil is quite a popular one because it's really unlikely to have lots of mercury in it because it's such a tiny a tiny fish right uh okay yeah yeah and it's it also uh is so so tiny and has like hardly any nervous system that it's kind of debatable whether it's it's um very very cruel to eat it from like a plant-based point of right view. okay yeah yeah that's, that's another topic uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> we also get vitamin d from things like egg yolks so if mm-hmm. if you eat eggs um leaving the yolk a bit like um not completely cooked mm-hmm. it's a really good way to keep the nutrients intact um, uh, okay yeah so they also things that are really popular at the moment things like liver so organ meats um liver is one of the most nutrient dense foods that we can possibly get um so it's high in all the b vitamins which we'll talk about in a minute um and it's really really high in vitamin d as well so I would say if anyone's feeling really fatigued and and really really stressed and wants to bolster their their resilience and their immune system mm-hmm. it's try and get more vitamin d mm-hmm. um yeah and would you say those those things so either a supplement wise like the fish oil supplements um or sort of getting it from the food over like a vitamin d supplement or a multivitamin type thing that has vitamin d3 in it that's a very good question um so with <laughs> the supplement i think i think we could be getting well don't know why i should but i think we should be getting all these foods in our diet anyway if you're mm. plant-based you can get it from things like mushrooms um mm-hmm. it doesn't absorb as well but but getting them from mushrooms is good um and I would say it's good to 
when from a supplement point of view to supplement throughout autumn and winter and early spring when you're getting mm. less sunlight so i'd say in summer try not to have that many supplements like we want to be getting as much sunlight and stuff as we can for our foods but then just because of how we're living today it would be mm. wonderful it all live completely naturally but we don't like mm. we just don't yeah so in, in order to help your body get through the autumn winter having having some supplements i think is a good idea as well okay but and, and a, di- a vitamin d3 supplement itself would be an okay route to go yeah so when it comes to yeah. supplements having a supplement that is vitamin d3 and k2 combined is always the best most right, okay. really important to look at so they work together so a lot of something i'm looking at a lot of moment a lot of the moment is really interesting is, is just food synergy and vitamin synergy so mm-hmm. that means that things help each other to work yeah better. so when you combine vitamin d3 and k2 in a supplement which a lot of companies do now anyway mm-hmm. they work they help each other to work better so mm-hmm. um the d3 improves how much you absorb calcium which is obviously important for bone health but the k2 allocates where that calcium goes so it makes it go into your bone okay. instead okay. of going to arteries so it's really important okay cool yeah so make sure to, to look out for that in the supplement mm. okay next one we have uh we spoke a little bit about this last time so magnesium so mm-hmm. this is really important for for re- relaxation for helping our muscles relax um and for sleep as well so if you're fatigued or stressed or depleted obviously sleep is something you really 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 want to look at and look after mm-hmm. um like we mentioned last time so just say it briefly we absorb magnesium better through our skin so it's it's good to get it from like Epsom salts baths or if people have ever been in those flotation tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of sensory deprivation tanks so that they can be really deeply nourishing as well um, okay. to get it quickly into your body. And then food forms, things like leafy greens, nuts, seeds and dairy, they've all, they've all got it in as well. So magnesium is one of the, the ones as well that gets used up really quickly when we're very stressed. So it's that kind of vicious cycle. It's like we need it to feel more relaxed but the more stressed we are the more we use it up so just really really looking at that if you're stressed mm. um, and when you're putting them in the bath how much like how many salts do you how many like individual grains how many exactly no but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah so that's that's a good point so if you're having a bath like a couple of times a week with it I can turn out to be I mean they're not that expensive Epsom salts it just depends what you want to prioritize so I to make it worthwhile to make it really have a difference I'd say have two Epsom salts baths a week and have half a bag in one bath half a bag in the next one just like Um, one of those regular sized bags that you would get in like a pharmacy yes if you're buying like a kilogram bag from the pharmacy like half half in one bath half in the next bath um there's other ways you can use Epsom salts. So you can also use them for detoxification. Um, so they mm-hmm. help help your body to detox. If you're going to do that, you'd maybe use the whole bag in one bath. Wow, um, that's a lot. Yes, it's that a is lot. more than I've been putting in. But I think I've tried. I think I've put in more before and it's made me feel really itchy. Yeah, it can cause skin irritation. Yeah, so if you're prone to like, eczema or itchiness, it, it can do that. So I'd say like, test it out with a small bit. Um, and if you're prone to feeling itchy, then just making sure that you really like rinse it off afterwards. Because mm. sometimes what happens is it gets like just left on your skin and, and dries out, and that can make it really itchy. Mm. Um, yeah. So in terms of um, in terms of like a supplement base, there are there's loads of different types of magnesium. So if someone's taking magnesium at the moment and think, oh, this is not, I don't know if it's mm. helping me, I don't know if it's not helping me. Um, 
there are some types of best for stress. There's three main types that are good for stress. Or there's four. I'll say for one. Uh, we have magnesium glycinate. So remember, we last time we mentioned the word glycine. I'll mention it again mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, magnesium, uh, magnesium three or nine, uh, magnesium taurate. So they're basically the three main ones that are good for stress. So have a little look for those from your supplement companies and just see what one you think is going to be better for you. Um, mm-hmm. If you're prone to having very loose stools, sometimes too much magnesium can make that happen. Um, so again, just play around with how much you take in and the type as well. Mm-hmm. But again, I think magnesium is really important because like we said last time, our soil mineral levels are mm. so depleted. They're like at 50% of what they were 50 years ago. And mm-hmm. we, we're hardly getting any magnesium from our food. So we really need it from, from someone. Mm. And what about those, like um, I've seen, uh, you can get sort of like oils and stuff that have magnesium in, which again, is, you know, obviously putting it in the skin. Would you say that's a good way to, to use yeah. it or it's better to put it in the bath? No, I think those they're good for skin. I'd say for it's hard to tell sometimes when you put like a cream or an oil on. Like, is it mm. going in my skin or is it getting rubbed off my clothes and stuff like that? Mm, so, right, yeah, else, I think they are good. Um, t- check what else is in them because obviously we don't mm. put another yeah, yeah, yeah. crap in your skin. Um, yeah. And but one thing that they are especially good for is if you have like a really tense muscles or you get cramps in your calves mm. or anything like yeah. that um so especially with restless leg syndromes that can be another thing that's related to stress um mm-hmm. rubbing the oil on those muscles can be a really direct way to help relax those as well mm. okay okay um always oh, yeah so something else i wanted to mention along the magnesium line so uh cocoa and cacao they are um that is like very high in magnesium so it's actually one of the the most nutrient-dense foods as well cacao mm. um so we spoke a little bit about coffee last time. Mm-hmm. So if someone is not having coffee and wants another kind of drink to, I don't know, to give them a little lift or something like that without a crash, cacao is actually a really, a really good choice. So it's not not going to give you like a jittery effect, but it is high in something called theobromine, which helps you release a lot of dopamine. Um, perhaps your brain release a lot of dopamine. So we mentioned last time as well how dopamine is not just that hormone that makes you want more chocolate or sugar like a lot of people say it's what makes us want to learn and interact and and like expand like to mm-hmm. get out there and do stuff and you mentioned last time how if someone's in a place of fatigue or depletion you probably you don't feel like doing that mm-hmm. um so if that seems like it would be helpful then cacao is going to be something that it might be a good option for like a a morning drink um okay yeah. and cacao rather than cocoa powder yes yeah, so like obviously not obviously not hot chocolate because that's like got sugar and stuff in it but like cocoa powder so cocoa powder is fine it's just not as high in minerals yeah. it's much more processed more and processed yeah yeah um and cacao is because it's usually like you when you're getting cacao you're getting raw cacao mm-hmm. and because it's much less processed has not been heated really high it still contains a lot of the minerals in yeah. it yeah okay yeah, and also you would need like less of it to get those get those minerals. Um, so raw cacao, like the blocks of cacao that you can get, as opposed to because you can get like cacao powder, but that's obviously been a bit more processed. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, you can get cacao in loads of forms. So the the two main types that I have, I have cacao powder, um, but I also things called cacao nibs as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they are they're like blocks of cacao that have been well smashed mm. up or something. Um, <laughs> and they they also have the other benefit of um, being quite crunchy. So I don't. Yeah, they're really crunchy. Yeah. I so this is like another sort of topic. But when you're really stressed, crunching something can actually release a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, so. Huh. That's why some people find that if they chew gum or something like that, it actually makes them relax a little bit more. Or if they might want to have like raw carrots or something, they can crave that. So having something that you, your body can crunch and feel can actually make you feel more relaxed. Is that because of the involvement of the jaw muscles? Or Yeah, I think this, it's just, right. yeah. Yeah, it can help release tension in the jaw muscles. Yeah. But it's also just like offloading a little bit of tense yeah. Yeah. energy as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I used to have cacao nibs, you just reminded me. I used to put them on my porridge and stuff. Yeah, I have to get some more. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love them, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can also get cacao butter, which is oh, yeah. really, really lovely and high, nice um, fats. And you could make that into like a raw chocolate. You could just melt it up, mm. mix it with cacao powder and bits and bobs. And yeah, that's really mm. nice thing to have. Cool. Yeah, so, um, if cacao is too if some people do find cacao quite stimulating so if it's too stimulating you can swap it out and have something called carob powder um mm-hmm. which is still like a chocolatey taste it's really sweet as well actually um but it's just not got any anything that's going to make you feel up so mm. that could be a good swap it's very sustainable as well actually okay um, yeah carob. Mm. okay let me just have a little um think about where i was going um so I'll just check my notes. Okay, so the other things that we can have a look at, okay, are zinc. So again, cacao is really high in zinc as well. So zinc something that we might think of taking when you've got a cold or when you're a bit run down. Um, but it's also something that we, we really need in order to convert glucose, so carbs and sugar, into energy. So if someone's fatigued or depleted, they might find that their body's not feeling as energized as much mm-hmm. and they're not able to actually do as much as they want. So in a moment, we talk about the B vitamins. We'll also talk about how important it is to be having stuff that helps you convert your food into energy, um, mm-hmm. especially when that state of being deplete, depleted. Um, so zinc's really important. Um, but again, there's so much nuance. So if you just take a load of zinc supplements, it can uh, things are all in a very fine balance as well this is why i'm not massively keen on multivitamins um so if you have too much zinc like if you're just taking lots of zinc supplements it can deplete your body of copper okay and copper is not something we think of a lot um mm. either. so copper is really really important for helping you feel energized as well it's really important for for women's general feeling of energy um but it's also really vital in helping your body to use iron so if you're fatigued or low, you might think, oh, I'm really low in iron. I'll take some iron tablets or something. And then you're constipated, um, which can happen a lot. So what copper does, it actually helps your body to use the iron that you have. Um, so this is why tr- really, again, tr- traditional communities would have eaten. So, you know, like muscle meats have a lot of iron in them. Mm-hmm. They would have eaten the organs with the muscle meats because the organs have so much copper in them. Okay, that's how right. that's again, it's that synergy. So it's mm-hmm. eating the whole thing because that's how it works properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally really like there's a I work with a company, um, just Lucy, um, called Ape Nutrition. They they make these, um, they're all such good quality. They make these kind of organ capsules, but they also have capsules that are made from oyster. Mm-hmm. Um, they just changed where they source the oysters from actually um so they're a bit more 
local um like mm-hmm. more kind of where our ancestry would, would want to get them from mm-hmm. um and oysters are really high in both zinc and copper so like they're like they call them like nature's multivitamin you're getting both the things at the same time and they're so important for energy levels so a lot of women that i work with they find that having them helps them not have the afternoon slump anymore so it's really mm-hmm. supportive of those levels so you just mentioned where our ancestry like would have got stuff from, and I've got a question, and this might be too big of a of a thing, right? But people of like, do you need to? I'm a, so obviously we talk a lot about or we, you and I maybe do not everybody does, but people do talk about like eating more like our ancestors or living more like our ancestors. So I assume people then need to take into account where their ancestry actually is from, like in terms of like their racial identity and that sort of stuff. Like, does that make a difference as to what kind of things they should be taking? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So again, it is like that's like a whole massive thing. Like, yeah, and it's but it, for some people, it can be like the key to oh, now I feel good. Now I'm having the stuff mm. my body meant to be things. So if again, for example, if you have darker skin, you're probably good. And you say someone has darker skin, they have ancestry from. Oh, Africa or something like that when they come if they're living in England and they and a lot of the year is kind of grey and not as sunny mm. they're just not going to be getting as much vitamin D from the sun as their body is uh their DNA is expecting because mm. it's all about mm-hmm. how your body expects it. so they're going to be really depleted in vitamin D and then they really need to be getting it from foods and supplements and things like mm. that um the same goes for example if you're if you have like northern european ancestry or something like that it's getting you your body probably has evolved to tolerate more things like grains and dairy better because your ancestors probably would have been having more things like that mm-hmm. um yeah so it's we all absorb things differently and tolerate things differently depending on our ancestry as well how far back do you go I, this is we can stop talking about this but this is really interesting but like how far back do you go because I mean obviously when we go all the way back we're all coming from the same ancestor right uh, all coming from African ancestry like but then it's, it's obviously split up and separated so it's like how far back do you take it yeah that's that's a really good point I don't I haven't really thought about it before I would say like maybe like a I don't know three four generations I mean the, even okay right the, um the guy I mentioned earlier Weston Price he mm-hmm. um again he looked at the the health and the development of children who were living in traditional communities compared to the ones who are living in modern communities mm-hmm. and they found that like even in one generation the children's health could completely change like if your parents mm-hmm. Hey, if you're say your grandparents had like natural foods living outdoors loads really healthy then your parents were healthy, but then they changed their diet. Mm-hmm. Their kids could be not healthy. So it's all, I mean, and then the choices we make today can change the next generation. So the choices mm-hmm. we make right now, the foods we eat can have a massive impact on our DNA. And then mm-hmm. our children can have like a much better start in life um, just mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that touches on what you mentioned last time, like the epigenetic stuff that about like we're, we're inside our now grandmothers right oh yeah exactly yeah yeah. so taking it back at least that far is going to be helpful because even like that's going to have had an impact but 
yeah yeah completely yeah um but yeah it's just like you don't have to but it might be interesting to just have a little look up for people like where the ancestry is from and yeah so so obviously for me who is like i've got white scare um white skin blue eyes blonde hair it's probably not natural for me to be eating things like mangoes and stuff like that like mm-hmm. fruits like um and i'd seem to tolerate things like um that would be more from my ancestry things like raw dairy which i have um or like rye bread which is more mm-hmm. what my ancestry would have had um really well whereas someone else completely different mm. Mm. but yeah interesting. that's a really good, interesting yeah. Subject, yeah yeah okay back on track okay <laughs> let's look at the next nutrient um okay so well, I'll talk about the B vitamins a little bit. And I know this, I hope all this will be like school, but like I hope people find this interesting. <laughs> um, so there there are eight B vitamins. And a lot of the time I find that if someone is feeling fatigued or stressed or overwhelmed, they're probably low in at least two or three of them. Um, and, and really making sure you're getting enough of them is so important. So B vitamins help to regulate your nervous system. So they're so, so important for your nervous system. Um, they also are really important for skin health as well. So B vitamins are to do with like the quick turnover of cells. So someone who has, I don't know, someone who has eczema or really dry skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, someone who's feeling very anxious and fatigued, it's probably going to be really important to get um, a lot of B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just go that they can also re- kind of reduce the stress and burnout symptoms that you feel as well. So I'll just go, th- I'll go through them, like not massively in depth, but the, what they're good for and what foods you can get and stuff like that. Um, so vitamin B1, um, I won't say the scientific name because it will just be here forever. Uh, so <laughs> this is specifically important for kidney health. And so this is something we can talk mm. about on another podcast, but from a Chinese medicine point of view, your kidneys uh, are very are really closely linked to your adrenals. So your adrenals literally sit on top of your kidneys like two mm-hmm. little triangle-shaped hats anyway. Um, but from a Chinese medicine point of view, your kidneys um, hold your deep reservoirs of energy, like your deep chi, your deep vitality. Mm-hmm. And if you use that up by um, overdoing it, overdoing work, overdoing exercise, being really stressed or being very ill, you wear down those stores of energy. Um, so from a from that point of view, like looking after our kidney health is so, so important. Um, so things that could really help that. So B1 converts food into energy as well. So it actually helps us get energy out of the food we're eating. Um, I'm going to give like five examples of foods for, for each one. Mm-hmm. So we've got things like squash. Um, so that's really important now as we're in autumn, winter. Mm-hmm. So we need something that's going to help us convert our food into energy so we have enough energy. Mm-hmm. Squash, we've got lamb, again, mushrooms, the, they feature a lot in the B vitamins, um, and then peppers and tomatoes. So they're quite easy to kind of fit into our diet as mm. well. Um, B2, so B2 breaks down proteins and carbohydrates and fats. And again, it, it specifically turns carbohydrates into something called ATP. And if people have looked at this stuff before, so ATP is ba- what's known as your body's energy currency so it's like what your body runs off yeah mm-hmm. um so say it's like what you put in the the pay phone meter to keep it going <laughs> so there's no pay phones anymore <laughs> it just kind of keeps you going and if you're really fatigued and low on that it's probably your atp is not not happening properly 
Um, mm. Again, we've got things like mushrooms, cheese, broccoli, egg yolks again, and watercress. So watercress is like a massive superfood. It's, it's got so many minerals in it that are, are really helpful. Um, B3. So well, uh, quick, quick question. Cheese. Yeah. Depend on yeah. the quality of the cheese. Like I'll be picking up okay. like your basic right. budget cheese. <laughs> okay, good. I love all this detail. So yeah, <laughs> in all of these things, in all the foods we eat, in all the supplements we eat, the quality is so, so important. So I'll give dairy actually as an example. Uh, the When you go into the supermarket and you see like the pasteurized, just standard red top milk in the supermarket, that is not even the same food as like a whole fat raw milk. And I know that raw milk was not available to everyone, which is is completely fine, but it's not even the same food as like a full fat organic milk. Um, So if we're, yes, so like the cheese thing is important, yes. If you go into a supermarket and you buy some old bit of, no, it's not old, old (laughs) Old dry bit of cheese. Yeah, (laughs) just go into the supermarket and get just a a bit of standard cheese. Yeah. Really, unfortunately, Today, it's going to have probably been, the animal will have been injected with lots of antibiotics. Yeah, and um, hormones and stuff. And, yeah, and hormones and fed with just absolute rubbish food and stuff. And unfortunately, that has the impact of impacting our hormones a lot. So a lot of the bad rap that especially today dairy and meat and stuff gets is because that stuff has been injected with things that we just shouldn't be eating at all. Um, and even things like... Uh, the contraceptive pill that that humans take that Mm. can go into the water systems because you kind of pee all the the chemicals out and then that can go to the animal's feed as well so it's with all these things as much as you can the quality is really 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 important okay because having lots of pesticides and stuff as well is going to cause loads of stress Mm. on the body so i'm not saying that everyone has to go and do like their weekly shot 100 organic but i would say like choose maybe five or six things that you eat regularly and try and get them as good quality as you can because it over over a year over years it's going to have an accumulative effect of either depleting your health or building health mm. okay okay sorry about that rant um <laughs> um so yeah so b3 so uh really good, important for brain function and then it also is important for our DNA as well. The same as loads of other B vitamins, again, it converts food into energy. So you can get this from things like salmon, um, cabbage. So cabbage is really, really helpful for gut health as well, actually. And we know how important your gut-brain connection is. Gut health is really, really important for stress. Um, courgettes, meat, and asparagus as well. Okay, so a lot of these foods are found in a lot of these B vitamins are found in lots of foods. The next two are really important, I find, for uh, adrenal health. Um, and fatigue and stress and burnout as well. Um, there's no B4, just in case anyone's wondering why I missed. <laughs> Can't count. Oh, okay. <laughs> the fun I was no B4. Um, so again, it breaks down the food and turns into energy. Um, it's really important for red blood cell health. So again, if you're feeling fatigued, your red blood cells carry oxygen around your body. So have check, have a little think about whether you're getting these. You can do tests as well for these levels. Um, and it also regulates the production of cortisol from your adrenals. So we spoke about cortisol and your cortisol rhythms last time. Um, if you're in a state of stress, you're probably secreting too much cortisol from your adrenals. Um, so it can regulate that. If you're in a state of fatigue, you're probably not secreting enough cortisol from your adrenals. So again, it can regulate that. This is why it's so nuanced. Mm. Um so yeah, the B5 foods, again, we've got mushrooms, um, strawberries, 
eggs, avocado, and then rye flour as well. So this mm. rye flour is something if you're if you have British descent, if you're like have your nationality as British, that sort of thing, it's likely that your ancestors will have been eating rye bread. Um, so that's like a good source of, of the B vitamins as well. Um, okay, B6, again, this is another one that is really important to have a look at if you're feeling stressed. So it's important for nervous system and immune um, health. So things like chickpeas, potatoes, again, bananas, um, meat and chicken. Um, and we've got three more. So B7, this is something called biotin. So I have a lot of questions about like skin and hair health and stuff like that. So biotin is something you want to be getting if you feel like your skin's really dry or you're just wanting to look after it a little bit more. Um and also our skin and our hair health suffers, tends to suffer a lot if we're stressed. So I don't know if anyone's experienced like hair falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, usually hair falls out after you've been stressed for a long period of time. Um, and from like, and so well, a lot of Ayurveda as well, from an Ayurvedic point of view, your hair is like the last thing to get the nutrients. Like it's the least important. If your body's mm-hmm. like so much stress and hardly surviving having nice shiny hair is not your body's priority <laughs> so <laughs> last thing to get nutrients um so yeah so that's so getting things like again oysters almonds eggs um cabbage again um and things like cherry cherries are really are really good as well so the last two the b9 and b12 again these work together in a synergy to help each other work Okay, so B9 is also known as folate. So we hear about that in terms of pregnancy. So um, it's really important for producing DNA, which is what we want if we're making a new human. Um, uh, Yeah, and for supporting pregnancy. So things like cashews, walnuts, um, avocados. And then from, again, something I've seen a lot happen is that if I'm working with someone and they are low in B9, they're probably also stressed and have adrenal problems and overwhelmed. Then they start to have things that are high in B9. So specifically, like a again from like I spoke about that like ape nutrition company, um, like a liver supplement. Um, mm-hmm. the difference between how they feel is massive. So I've, a lot of people say how they just feel so much they feel like they got their baseline energy back rather than feeling like they're dragging themselves through the day a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so that's important how to level look at. Um and then yeah, so B9 and B12 work together to, to help each other work properly. So B12, we spoke about it a little bit last time. It's a massive subject um, and like controversial. Can you get it from plant foods? Can't yeah, you get it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so really the, the, the ones, really ones you're going to get easiest are from things like meat um, mostly. Um, there are, but you, the mushroom lion's mane. So this is a mushroom that I am like obsessed with. I think it's incredible. Well, we can mention it in a second actually. Um is is really it can be high in B12, but you've got to make sure you're getting enough of it to, to get it into your body. And um, B12 supplements are okay, but I would just say just have a look at your sources and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have um if you've had stomach or intestinal surgery or you've had stomach cancer or anything like that, um your stomach lining can be can be damaged um, and then you don't produce something called intrinsic factor which actually helps your body absorb vitamin vitamin D, b12 so i know a lot of people who get vitamin b12 injections um or you, you, that's quite a common um thing now because otherwise they wouldn't be able to get the vitamin right. b12 yeah hmm. um yeah just looking at that so so yeah so it, it, that's like the b vitamin so getting a 
a good quality B vitamin complex supplement can be really helpful just to kind of cover your bases. Mm-hmm. But then just think about really getting like your food sorted as well. So this is where things like nutrient density comes into it. So if there's a choice between having like just a food that's not going to give you anything, like I know everyone's busy and stuff like that, but if you're, if you notice that in your diet, you're having a lot of things that are just filling space, like actually giving you any nutrients, that's probably where the problem is. So the difference between like having a snack of, I don't know, like a handful of cacao nibs and a banana and maybe some almonds is like on a different I'm saying bananas and nuts again yeah <laughs> <laughs> um or, or you can have like some strawberry. <laughs> yeah. okay. that is like a whole nother world away from having like a protein bar mm. um all told is like oh it's a healthy snack so it's yeah so just try and have a look a look at where where are the nutrients in your diet and where could you be getting more and even if I assume that those foods aren't all organic for example it's still going to be better than having the protein bar because they're actual real food yeah exactly yeah and it's it's food is information so the more we when you give your body like a real food yeah even if it's not like super high good quality Mm. uh, when you give your body a real food your body knows what to do with it okay because it's got all the the chemicals Mm -hmm. the, the food structure but when we give up this is where a lot of inflammation and problems of the modern diet is when we give our food our body loads of processed food it just doesn't know what to do with it and mm. so it causes a lot of inflammation and does the chemicals and the minerals don't go to the right places mm-hmm. okay yeah so that was a lot of information um so, <laughs> so that i thought just finish with some maybe some specific foods that people can mm-hmm. have a look at getting maybe this week into their diets and some um teas and herbs as well so Again, these are things we might not think of as like real massive superfoods, but things that can make quite a big difference. So uh, one of the foods that can help lower cortisol levels. So remember, you don't want to lower your cortisol levels if you're completely fatigued and you can't get out of bed in the morning. Um, If you're very stressed, then you do want to lower them. So beetroot can help lower cortisol levels. Okay, one of the reasons one of the simple reasons because really high in vitamin C um, it's really alkaline as well and it can help enhance blood flow so if we remember what we spoke about last time if everyone hasn't listened go back and have a listen uh our cortisol rhythms cortisol should be high in the morning and then go down throughout the day it has little bumps but it go mm. down for the day so having something like beetroot with your evening meal like roast beetroot or i have a recipe for like a beetroot latte sort of mm. thing having something like that in the evening is going to support your cortisol to go lower and then help you to get better sleep and be more relaxed um other thing like basil or tulsi so tulsi is like a used a lot in ayurvedic medicine and again it lowers the production of cortisol so having it at night time can help you feel a lot calmer um and and support sleep as well um and things like uh, from a herbal point of view so again really important to work with someone if you're thinking about having supplements and herbs and things a really important one that it just is thought of like a does oh it doesn't do anything but it really does um chamomile so chamomile tea um is like a nervine tonic so really calming for your nervous system um and it also improves digestion as well so it's a really perfect mm. thing to have after a meal um lemon balm so i think i mentioned that last time so lemon balms that you can actually grow quite easily in your garden um so it's calming but it doesn't make you drowsy so that's actually quite a good morning thing um 
And then what kind of, oh yeah, nice one. So nettle seeds. So these have been used for years and years and years in traditional medicine for adrenal health. So this is like if you are really fatigued, are really depleted, your adrenals need help, this can be really, really helpful. So um, you'll see like throughout the year, it's happening now actually in autumn, wintertime, nettles will like, well, they go to seed. They have little kind of, Mm -hmm. they look like tassels of seeds coming off. You can collect them and then crush them down. And then um, like I would also advise like dry, dry frying them quickly in a pan with no oil or anything just to get the sting. There's not going to be any sting in them, just in case there is any. Don't eat stingy things. Um, And then you can add add the the seeds to things like porridge or a smoothie or just or just have them. And they're really high in omega-3, which is important for your brain health, nervous system health. and they've been used for such a long time in traditional medicine. So people actually, mm. funny little thing, when this is like years ago, when people were selling their horses, like in a market, and they wanted people to buy their horses just for farmers and stuff, they would actually give their horses lots of ground up nettle seeds because it made their horses more like, have more vitality and it made their their coats nice and shiny as well. So yeah. fun little fact there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, and then one more, I'd say like, this is, I'm looking at, um, a bit more at the moment, something called oat straw. So the oat plant, there's lots of different bits of the oat plant we can eat. So the oat straw is like when oats are growing at the top of it. Um, it's, it's again, this is deeply nourishing. So if you feel really fatigued and just like you've got no, no, no vitality or, uh, or earthiness in you mm. it's really really supporting for the nervous system so it's you can make it as a tea um i would brew it for quite a long time like 20 30 minutes and then just have it slightly warm um and again it's a nutritive and it's a nerve and tonic really really nourishing mm. yeah so just some things people can try out wow thank you uh, i'll say take a breath <laughs> yeah um yeah so i know that's like a lot of information but i think like maybe if there's like one little helpful tip mm. or something, just to have like a maybe have a little reflective session of just looking at the foods you eat on a regular basis in your mm. week and just having a look at which ones are actually full of nutrients which are real foods and which are not mm. um and then things like again I know like the, the thing of being really really busy is like it's a fine that's a really valid excuse for having like quick meals and stuff like mm. that and, and bars and packaged snacks and stuff like that that's mm. fine I understand how busy everyone is um but then cooking we can this time we can talk about another time maybe mm. cooking techniques that our ancestors again have used for hundreds and hundreds of years like making big batches of stuff and like having like leftovers with mm. bit bobs and knowing how to mix up foods and recipes mm. to feed yourself um which in today's climate is really important for saving money as well, I think. Well, yeah, and that's another thing that layers into it, isn't it? Even with like thinking about buying these different things and buying like the better quality stuff. So I think it's good that you said like look at the things that you you eat a lot of and see if those can be the better quality rather than feeling like you've got to try and buy everything organic or everything from the farmer's market or whatever. Yeah. When, you know, obviously a lot of people might not be able to afford that at the moment, um, especially. So think it's good to know that even if we make a little change it can be helpful yes definitely with the the good thing the to know about that is things like when foods are in season they often have much more nutrients in them because they're grown like they haven't flown thousand miles to get here yeah also they're a bit cheaper and also things like if you do eat them things like organ meats they're often the bit that no one wants 
So they are cheaper a lot as well. And you mm. don't have to eat as much of them to get all the nutrients you need. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. So just, just choose like a couple or a few of foods mm. and mm-hmm. see if you can them, yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Well, yeah, really fascinating. Again, thank you very much. And yeah, we discussed, we'll definitely do a third one where we talk more about the traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda and some more of that lifestyle stuff so that we're getting a bit more of a fully rounded picture. So that would yeah, be good. Remind people again, I mean, they can listen to your other one, but remind them again where they can find you, how they can contact you if they've got tons of questions now. <laughs> yeah, so I hope that's useful. So yeah, do like, if you get in touch if you want to um, ask questions because it is so nuanced as well. Mm. Um, so I guess um, for my website is emmanewlinyoga.com um and the my instagram which is always posting bits and bobs up there is emma newlin wellness um so yeah just just ask questions and again we'll maybe we can put in those show notes um just some discount codes for some of the companies mentioned yeah we'll do that yeah to get the really good quality ones as well Mm. brilliant thank you very much we'll see you again soon (laughs) for another one so there you have it that was part two of my interview with emma newlin I hope that there has perhaps been something uh, interesting that's come out of that for you, something that you might go and try or tweak in your own diet and that you can perhaps observe some powerful supportive effects of that. As always, please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a rating and review of the podcast if you are enjoying it. And feel free to come and chat to us on Instagram at thegoodspaceuk or email us hello at thegood-space.com. Thank you.